so many of our beautiful children in this world do not have that home to come home to. Yeah. But what if our children can be that safe landing space for them? I love that. And they learn these skills and they can go out and and offer these kind of relationships to their friends. Welcome to the Serve, Love, Lift podcast. I'm Tiffany Garvin. Years ago on a quiet beach in Hawaii, I felt the weight of the pain and struggles we all face in this world and how much we need each other. Soon after, this movement was born to serve, love, and lift. I believe that we are meant to serve the world with our unique gifts, love ourselves and others, and lift each other up to live with joy. This podcast is here to help you heal your heart and your life and empower you on your path to becoming the best version of yourself. I invite you to listen carefully and jot down notes that come to mind, whether they come from me or from your own heart. Then share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Welcome to the Serve Love Lift podcast. Today we have one of the coolest people on the planet joining us. <laughs> this is my best friend, Sarah Jensen. She is an author. She is a mentor with Life Above the Line as well as Perfect Healing. And she is a fellow fan of doTERRA essential oils. So please welcome Sarah. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. I'm so excited. (laughs) We've been wanting to do this for a while and it's finally the perfect time. Yes. So what we want to talk about today is kind of something that's been coming up a lot lately and that's relationships, but not just relationships, how to build strong relationships, how to have joy in your relationships, how to have great communication in your relationships. And we've realized that there are kind of three keys to to really having joyful, positive, strong relationships. I'm sure there are a million too, but our three favorite ones are unconditional love, proper expectations, and being willing to look at yourself and change. So what are your first thoughts, Sarah? Well, you know, we hear unconditional love so often. And people, you know, have these conceptions that it is just allowing whatever happens to happen. But unconditional love is actually just accepting people for who they are without the expectation of them returning that love to you. So we can allow people to be who they are and love them. And that is unconditional love. And we're not expecting them to do something. It's really just having, wanting their happiness, wanting them to find peace and happiness and joy in life without us trying to force on them our beliefs and expectations and things like that. 
our ideas of yeah. what it means for them to be their best selves yes. or yes. our ideas of how they can find more joy or where they can succeed. And, and while these things are good, it's always right. good to be open with those you love and give suggestions, but having that unconditional love, which kind of feels like it also means trusting. Yes. It's trusting them to be in alignment with themselves. Yes, yes. Right? Because I think that we see where they can be successful and happy and and their weaknesses and what they can fix and how they can improve. But it really is trusting them to recognize, even if it takes time, even if it's mm-hmm. a process to recognize where they feel joy, who they really are, how they want to show up in the world. And then also, this is an interesting one, trusting ourselves to be able to handle whatever that looks like. Yes. I think that's a huge key too, which leads us into the proper expectations perfectly because we often expect people to perform the same way we perform. We want them to want what we want. We want them to do what we want to do. And so often we build relationships on mutual likes and interests and things like that. And so often, especially in familial relationships, if the other people don't like the same things you do and don't want the same things you do, conflict really comes into play. Yeah. I think that's why proper expectations yeah. is important. Yeah, so talk about proper expectations a little bit. Okay, so I've got six steps to help us figure out what our expectations need to be within a relationship. Awesome. So the first thing you have to do is you have to be clear on what you want. Right. And if you can't articulate what you want, it's because you don't know what you want. Which is hard for a lot of people. Yes, it is extremely difficult. I mean, for myself, it has taken me a long time to figure out exactly what I want out of this life. What I want out of my relationships and moving forward. And until I got clear with myself and until I was able to set the goals that I wanted to accomplish... I was floundering. Yeah. I, I was completely stuck. I could not move forward. And I was stuck in every aspect of my life because I didn't really know what I wanted. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if also you didn't know what you wanted because you were trying to account for other people. Oh, yes. Where instead of just saying, okay, this is me, this is my perspective, this is my desire, what do I want? What feels really good for me? Women in general, as Mm -hmm. mothers especially, we want to account for other people. We want to say, well, I want this, but that will impose on so-and-so, so so I can't do that. Or that might expect too much from this person, so I don't want to do that. Instead of just honoring, okay, this is what I want. How can I best incorporate that? And then you go and account for other people. But don't filter before you even realize what you really want and what really feels good. Exactly. And that leads into some of the other steps. But the first one really is, without anybody else in play, 
Yeah. What do I want? And that is so important because the second step is decide where you are and where you need to set expectations. So there's always gaps in relationships. None of us are perfect. The people around us aren't perfect. And so, like we said earlier, there are things that other people expect and want. There are things you expect and want. So there's gaps there. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out what those gaps are. And you do that by understanding your why. Mm. And it's interesting because so often when we understand our why or speak about understanding our why, it's like we do need to know why we want what we want, but also we need to be able to explain to the people in the relationship why we want what our want we want. So this is the context and the justifications for our expectations. Nice. So Let's give an example. We have a child that we really want to go to bed at a certain time. <laughs> and I think, you know, every parent on the planet can relate to this. Yeah. That for them, the kid, they want to stay up as long as they can. Now, I, there are those rare children that just, nine o'clock, mom, I'm going to bed. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> Yay! But for the most part, you know, they don't want to go to bed. And I realized that the battle is there because their expectations are one thing. Our expectations are another thing. And we haven't really worked together to set an expectation that we can both agree to. Love it. Which leads in to the next part where it's to discuss the new standards and and goals and expectations you have together and separately. So Mm -hmm. you come in with your expectations. You have them do the same. They have to have a list of what they want. Mm -hmm. And then you just determine if your expectations align. If you're not in alignment, there's it's never going to work. Right. You just cannot work when you're out of alignment. Mm-hmm. So it's vital to learn and understand what the other person wants and desires and their expectations. And then write everything down. So as you're discussing it, write it all down. Yeah. That way you can, you know, you can't say, well, you were saying this. Mom, it's written right here. <laughs> this is what I said. And you're like, well, dang it. Okay. <laughs> so this gives you more clarity. Yeah. And then the last step is to gain agreement and commitment. Mm. Without the commitment, yeah, there's nothing. Right. Well, and I find that every time I have an expectation of somebody else around me, I'm disappointed. Oh, yes. And I've tried to pay attention to this lately because I've recognized why am I getting so frustrated when so-and-so doesn't do this thing? And I realize, wait a second, do they even realize that that's what I want them to do? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do that all the time. And my kids have been like, you, you know, my, I was expecting my son to clean the kitchen one day because it's his chore and, you know, but... I came home one day and I was like, why have you not done this? And he was like, you didn't ask me to today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the rule from yesterday doesn't apply today. But the thing <laughs> is, is like, as I've gone over this, I was like, the I've done parts with him of the expectations. Yeah. 
but I did not complete it. Yeah. I didn't get that agreement and commitment. We didn't sit down and go through what he wants and desires mm. and stuff and come up with an agreement of, okay, so these are the things you'd like to do during the day. You want to go work out. You want to be able to hang out with your friends and cousins. You want to go to the movies. You want to borrow the car and me pay for your gas. Right. <laughs> then you have to clean the kitchen before these things can happen. And yeah. I've said that to him. We don't have anything in writing. Mm. So it's really key to do all the steps. And I, like I can see the areas in my life where I've actually done this well and they work. And you're happier. And I'm happy. I have more peace and more confidence and more power yes. back in me yes. when I am not expecting somebody else to do something that I think they should be doing. Exactly. <laughs> Even exactly. if the unwritten agreement is, okay, you're going to clean the kitchen before you do these things. He knows that, you know, and, and our family members and our friends and people around us, even people we work with, will have that understanding in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But unless it is in the forefront of their minds, written down where they can see it and remember it, they're not going to because it's not their own Agenda. agenda. <laughs> exactly. It's not theirs. My agenda is to go work out. Yeah. Your agenda is me to clean the kitchen. Yeah. They don't align. Nope, nope. And then we're going to get frustrated yep. and put ourselves through that frustration yes. and that stress because we have not taken the time and recognized what our expectations are and that they're in alignment and all that. So let's yeah. review these really quick before okay. we move on to the next piece. Yeah. So proper expectation steps first, make sure you know what yes. you want. Oh, yes. Second, yeah. recognize the gaps where your expectations are and what exists right now, right? Exactly. Third, understand why you have that expectation, why that's meaningful to you, why mm -hmm. that's important, because that's going to come in handy yes. when you try to influence and bring yes. somebody over to your agenda because yeah. then they understand oh okay well she's not just trying to boss me around right. she actually it's meaningful to her yes. it helps her this way and, and and just saying because i like a clean house right doesn't that's mean not it. it's like because i feel peace and can work better when i have cleanness around me. I don't walk in the kitchen and see the mess and my whole system shut down and then yeah. I have to go back into another room and rebuild up again. Yeah. All over again to work and do the things I need to do. Yeah. If I can walk in and get a glass of water and the kitchen's clean, it keeps my vibrations up. Yeah. My my joy and excitement is still on that same plane so that when I return to work, everything's right there and I can keep going. Yeah, I like those that. kind of things. When we explain, but that again, yeah. we have to understand our why. Yeah. But having them be able to understand why it's important to you, I think our loved ones want us to be happy, and so that's going to factor in. Yes, that they're going to remember that. Okay, this is meaningful to mom. Okay, yeah. maybe I can pay more attention, be more willing, and quicker to do that for exactly. her. Okay, then moving on to number four, this is talk about the new standards so that you can get into alignment with each other. Right. Explaining that why helps bring that mm -hmm. conversation into alignment so that people are on the and same page. And finding out what theirs are too. Right. We right, have right. to figure out 
what their goals, their yeah. desires, their wants and stuff like that. And understand it yes. for us so yes. that we, when we act on something, when we follow up with something, when we set things up for them, it's with their desires in mind, with their why, what's meaningful to them. And I see that. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Then number five, write it down. Yes. Write it down so that it's clear and we can reference it easily. You can remember it easily and we can point to it easily. Yes. yes. <laughs> Call each other out a and little you bit. Put it in a place that, like, if your expectations, you have to clean the kitchen, stick that on the refrigerator. Nice. If it's an expectation for a bedroom, stick that in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. If it's an expectation for a relationship with your spouse that relates to the living room, like, we will only watch television mm. this amount of time during the week. Mm. We're going to play or these board types games of shows and, too. Yes, right? yeah. We're going to play board games this many days yeah. during the week and actually communicate and talk and stuff. Love it. Put that in the room that you're going to use it in. Nice. So make these things accessible to the situation as well, I not just that. to each other. And then finally, six, agree on it. Come to an agreement and a commitment that you're going to follow through on these things, that you're going to be thoughtful and watch out for the other person's desires and also remind them that this is important to me too. So let's... Well, and I think maybe also kind of an overarching umbrella is what's the intention around our home? What are the intentions around our relationships? Do we want to have a happy uplifting home and relationships in our home. And if we can all agree on that, then that probably supports each of these steps as well. Exactly, exactly. Because everybody wants peace. Everybody wants joy. Everybody wants to be playful. Everybody wants to trust each other and to know that, you know, my family's got my back. That's huge, especially, oh my goodness, going out into the world and the chaos right now, especially these kiddos in high school. If they know... You know what? I have a peaceful, steady, albeit sometimes chaotic, yes. loving home. Mm-hmm. They're going to be less inclined to find belonging somewhere else. Exactly. They know that they belong to a family that loves them mm-hmm. and a home that has conscious efforts to be peaceful and nurturing right. and warm right. and comforting. And they can use these same skills with their friends. I mean, oh, think totally. about... Because so many of our beautiful children in this world do not have that home to come home to. Yeah. But what if our children can be that safe landing space for them? I love that. And they learn these skills and they can go out and and offer these kind of relationships to their friends. They can offer these things. Our teachers can offer these things. Parents can offer these to other people, but we can offer it to our friends and the new people we meet. Yeah. You know, as we start, as we meet a new person, we're building a brand new relationship. You're not going to come in right off the bat and be like, okay, here's my expectations. Here's my six steps. (laughs) And let's write down what your expectations are. And okay, let me go through the list next. Okay, so now we have to discuss it and stuff. (laughs) But with this being something that you are familiar with because you use it in your own family, as you build relationships, 
you can find out what their wants are, their desires and things. And then you can share yours and you can find like interest and things like that. And then as things progress, let's say that you're both really interested in a nonprofit. And so you can now sit down and be like, okay, what are we going to do for the nonprofit together? Awesome. And what are, what are your expectations for doing this activity and things like that? So even within just activities, we can clearly mm-hmm. figure out because, again, conflict arises, which is this awesome quote. Oh, yeah. It's the Kevin Eikenberry group. And they on their website, it says, The lack of clearly understood expectations is the source of much strife in relationships and the cause of most conflicts. Yeah, That's definitely. So I love that. And... It, going back to that minute ago when you looked at me and you said, what are your expectations in the context of meeting a new friend? I actually felt that. I felt loved. I felt seen. Yes. And so can you imagine if we all go to each member of our family and to our friends and even coworkers and find an opportunity to say, oh, what are your expectations here? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine what that would do? All of a sudden, everybody in our influence will feel seen and cared about, especially as we follow up on those things. Was it episode three of your podcast where you say, I see you? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I love that podcast. It's one of my favorites (laughs) because it's that reminder that if we don't feel seen, who else doesn't? Things have to start with us, which comes to the changing in ourselves. Yes. Okay, so talking about changing ourselves, Tolstoy said it best. (laughs) Everyone thinks of changing the world, but no one thinks of changing himself. Mm. Now, where I don't completely agree with that, because I know a lot of people that do focus on changing themselves, Mm -hmm. it's still pretty true. Even when we're working on changing ourselves, we're still working on changing other people. And I think that's just human nature. We, especially if we know something works to make us happy, then you need it too. Right. (laughs) You need to do what I am doing. And if you're not doing it, you are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we do have that tendency. And I mean, even in the Bible, it talks about the moat in someone's eyes, but remove the beam from your own. Yeah. And we have a tendency of seeing these motes in everybody's eyes mm-hmm. and we're blind to this giant beam in our own eyes. Right, so. right. So I love that. And that's where the healing techniques come in. Yes. That's where a lot of these conversations about self-awareness and what we want and what we don't want in our lives. Yes. As we get more clear about that, as we allow ourselves to entertain, this is what I really want in my life then you can start, again, recognizing the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Even this this relationship pattern right. can be applied to ourselves. Yes. We our have rel- a relationship with ourselves. Exactly. And so being able to recognize what are our expectations for ourselves. Okay, great. Why do I want those? What What's the meaning there? Oh, wait, I skipped over the middle one. What are the gaps between what I want and where I am right now? Yeah. And then... Why do I want to change? Why do I want to have 
these things for myself and then so on. You're following each of the steps. Well, you know, think about how many people, your episode last week was on people that commit suicide and that are hurting. Our greatest relationship, and for me, outside of our relationship with God, Mm -hmm. is the relationship within ourselves. Right. If we aren't happy, it's because we are conflicted within ourselves. We are warring within ourselves. Yeah. And it takes building a good relationship within ourselves in order to have good relationships with others. Definitely. And so, yes, these steps are so important to walk ourselves through and come to an agreement. Yes. And commit to change. Totally. I mean, we can we can narrow it down to something like weight loss even. Mm-hmm. I really want a Krispy Kreme donut. <laughs> it is not good for me. Oh, but it tastes so good. And I really want one. And it's right there. And I... Ha- they don't have them where I live and I'm in this area where they sell them. And you know what? It's really not going to hurt if I just get one and then you go in and buy a dozen and then you've eaten (laughs) half of them before you get home. But if you were clear before that on what you really want for yourself, I want to be healthy and happy and I don't want to do anything that's going to take away from my health and happiness. Yeah. And that decision's already made, and you yes. probably will no longer even notice the sign yeah. for Krispy Kreme. And the cool thing well, is... Well, I might. If you and know, one is okay. Having yeah, one is fine. <laughs> but not overindulging. Exactly. But the thing is, is like you can get to the point, especially when you use the release technique, yeah. that you don't want it. You truly want things. Because now you know what's in alignment for you. Yes. You have that understanding of what you want and why, and that becomes more meaningful. That becomes the standard by which you judge everything that comes into your space and the choices that you make. The more in alignment you are with understanding what's good for you and sticking with those things then it's easier to fit in what's good for you, making those decisions. I mean, not just food, but people, right? Yes. People, opportunities, everything that we have to make the myriad of decisions about every day. The more we understand who we are, what we desire and why, and we have that commitment with ourselves to have joy, to go after our meaningful goals and to have wonderful relationships, then it's easier to make the decisions and respond to difficult situations too. Because if we're in an argument with somebody that we want to have a good relationship with, if this is part of us, if these steps and this understanding is just a natural part of us, we're going to more easily catch ourselves and say, wait a second, okay, what is my goal here? Is my goal to be right? No, my goal is to... A, B, C, and D. Yeah, it's to build a relationship with with my spouse or my child or this co-worker. So what's really the the biggest thing to come out of this situation with? It's the relationship. Yeah. And as as you're meeting people and even with the people you're already in relationships with, because there are relationships that are not healthy. Yeah. And... As you become clear with what you want and what is in alignment for you, Mm -hmm. 
then as you meet a new person and you're talking to them and getting to know them, you can decide, is this a person that I want to follow up with? Right. Is this a person who seems to be in alignment with my purpose in life and what I want to do to build the world up and be yeah. better? And, and the kind of energy you want yes, around you. Yes. And if not, you can just have a pleasant conversation yeah. with them and leave it alone. Totally. But if they have that energy that you want to be around, exchange numbers, yeah. set up appointments to meet, things like that. I love that. But you know who you want to be friends with. Right. You're not just going out and searching. Things are happening naturally. Yeah. And, you know, and think of the people that want to get married. I've known men and women who have married because they were lonely. Mm. And it was so, it, it's just heartbreaking to watch oh, because wow. it wasn't a good decision. Right. But if you're good with who you are, you're not going to settle because you're yes. lonely. You're going to be willing to wait for that person that energizes you and yeah, has right. that energy and that feeling and the and that you can come to agreements with, you can do these steps mm. with and then continue to do these things. Totally. Over the years. It's so good that you say all this because I was connecting these little parallels to business. Yes. Being an entrepreneur, instead of being frantic to find anybody and everybody to work with and your clients and and business partners and whatever it is, if you are just frantically trying to fill those voids and those spaces in your business, you're going to find a lot of frustration, a lot yeah. of things out of alignment, a yes. lot of where it, it doesn't feel good and where it's more work than it should be and all of these negative things versus if you know what you want, you know who you are, you know it's in alignment with you, then you find those people, mm -hmm. just like you said, that same energy, and you exchange numbers because this is somebody I want to spend time oh, yeah. with. This is somebody I want to work with. Or... And you want to spend time with them and work with them regardless of if they ever join and do anything business relationship True. with yes. you. yes. That's just this amazing bonus if you can work together. Yeah. But if you don't have that, I mean, think of all the people that go to work and hate their boss or their coworkers. It doesn't make you want to perform. Yeah. It doesn't make you want you don't even really want to go. You're going because you got to pay the bills. But man, if you can go and build relationships in your office even with just one person to where you're like, I am so excited to go to work today because I get to see <laughs> this person. It's yeah. And the workplace completely changes around you. The other people that you may not get along with. But the funny thing is, is that if you start doing this within yourself and pick one person to do this with, yeah. you can start building relationships with other people to where you can completely change the whole entire energy around your workplace. Yeah, I love that. We've worked through a lot of awesome stuff. So three main keys to having more enjoyable relationships. And I mean, in that way, a more joyful life, yes. really, because relationships are such a huge part of our lives. Right. So unconditional love, having proper expectations, and being willing to change yourself. Yes. Being willing to look at yourself and where your weaknesses are, where you might be out of alignment, 
and resolving those things too. Those three pieces seem so huge to being able to experience more joy in our relationships. And it's one step at a time. Totally. That's the best part about it is that you're not trying to swallow the whole elephant. Yeah. It's really and truly bite-sized pieces. And then when you throw in the techniques, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, the changes you can make are phenomenal. I love it. So what one message do you want to share with our listeners to help them feel more uplifted as they go about their day? That you are worth the change. You're worth it. You are loved. And if you can't feel it within yourself, do these things. Get in alignment with who you really are, and you will not be alone. Thank you. I love that. We're going to do this again. Oh, yes. Thank you for being with me. Remember to share this episode with three people who you feel could use it today. Don't want to wait for next week for new insights and wisdom? Go to www.tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing for a free guide to help you begin healing the emotional wounds that are holding you back. Again, the link is tiffanygarvin.com slash emotional healing. It will be in the show notes as well. I believe in you. See you next week.